My name is Carl Hinder and you're listening to the Salon Help Good To Go podcast. The podcast for salon and spa owners who are looking to grow. The only thing stopping you is you. Welcome to episode 19. Pay yourself properly. Okay guys, let's dive straight in as we do every week. Now, there are very few issues that come up as often as this. Week in, week out, month in, month out, we talk about paying ourselves. Paying ourselves properly in our industry, so the hair and beauty industry, obviously. Now, as a coach, I do find it somewhat you know, mystifying, maybe surprising, maybe frustrating that we do not pay ourselves. Sometimes we don't pay ourselves. I'm talking about salon owners. Sometimes we don't pay ourselves. Sometimes we don't pay ourselves very well. And from a coach's point of view, this kind of defies business logic. But there is a logic to it. And that's what I'm going to discuss with you today. This logic, I think it's born out of some sort of enthusiasm and commitment. You know, I see how this kind of start. You Maybe you're starting your business and the mindset that you have is that you want to reinvest everything. Now, you know, who could really argue with that as a business principle? Well, the trouble is we want to reinvest everything. We say, I'll, I'll do this for the first few weeks and maybe I'll do it for uh, the first few months. However, what normally goes wrong is the few weeks or few months turns into a lot of months and maybe into maybe a lot of years. So the good intentions turn into what has become the norm for you. You start to underpay yourself or sometimes and very often. So if you look around the industry, you'll find this a lot, never actually get paid. So the justification was that, you know, I'm investing everything and after a while, maybe several months or, you know, into the years, that's really passed, okay? That justification has gone away. And you move into a new phase of denial. So, yes, I'm having a bit of a, a go, you guys. You're deny, in denial. You're denying yourself the rewards that you are, um, you deserve. So, I want you to first of all identify, have you seen this in yourself? Did it happen to you? Does it still happen to you from time to time? Then we move into a whole new phase and you start saying something like, well, I take the money out when it's there. I take the money when maybe when I need it or the big one is I take enough. You know, probably not enough guys to buy yourself a, a new sports car or anything like that, but probably just enough to get by. Cast your mind back a bit. Go back to when you was working for someone else. So there would have been another salon owner, your boss. Now, what if they were to come to you at the end of the week and say, look, I couldn't pay you everything that you needed or deserved because I was investing the money. Or what if they came to you and said, look, I, I paid all the bills first and I've paid you what's left or even worse. Look, I've made an assessment and I think I've paid you enough, just enough. Look, you wouldn't put up with it, and neither should you put up with it. That's absolutely right. But you shouldn't put up with it in your business either. You have, an, or you should have at least, an expectation to a financial reward for a business that you're running. So let's break this down a little bit. When you say 
you'd pay yourself enough. You know, that story goes on for quite a long time. But did you ever start this business by saying, do you know what, if I could start a business, I could just get by, wouldn't that be wonderful? Let's, let's open this business, let's spend lots of time, money and hours just getting by. You, you never did that. that. That wouldn't be a normal situation. You might have, you know, fallen into this situation, but you never started out to just get by. As a side note, have a think about this. If you've got a life partner or any kind of partner, if you like, or someone who's subsidizing you in your in your personal life, if you like, you know, someone who's paying for the bills or paying for the holidays or food or school fees or whatever it is, do you think that they are absolutely thrilled that you are getting by, that you are putting in all that time, all those hours, emotions and stress, and that you are getting by? Now, I know they're going to want you to be happy, and maybe for several months, they're happy with that subsidizing position, but I promise you, they, are not, they won't be thrilled that they have to stand back and watch you, that they have to watch you getting by. Or maybe... Now, this isn't a judgment because, you know, there are situations where this this might arise. But if you are using government, um, I don't know, grants or loans or maybe the benefit system and you have a business, I want you to think, was that your motivation? I'm going to start this business so that A, I can get by and B, I'll be able to stay or get onto some sort of benefits. You know, that's not a normal, it's not a, a regular entrepreneurial thought process. By the way, if that was your decision, you know, you think I'm being judgmental and you set out to do those things, well, look, congratulations, you've achieved it. But for those of you that I believe deserve more, and I want you to believe that you deserve more, then we need to start thinking about this in much more detail. So, you know, you've been getting by and you keep saying those kinds of things to yourself. And it's kind of just a justification to yourself that things aren't very good, but they are okay. And you say it with hope. Hope that things one day will change. And I've got to tell you guys, they won't. Simply hoping something will change means it's not going to happen. You've got to take some sort of action. So you've got to start paying yourself. But let's break down the kind of the next thing. We've got to start to understand how much should you even get paid. Maybe you believe that the money you're getting paid or the money that you're, you're um, getting rewarded with or taken from the business, however you view it, maybe you think it genuinely is enough. Well, let's delve into that a little bit more. I think... If I can remember all three, I think there are up two or three areas that you, yeah, no, there's three. You've got to really start to think about. If like most salon owners, when they start out, you are also the chief stylist or therapist or clinician or technician, then there's three parts that you should be getting rewarded for. And the first one is, let's say you're a hairdresser and you're working 30, 40, 50 hours a week doing hairdressing services. You gotta say, I should be paid for being a hairdresser. So forget about being a salon owner at the moment. I should be getting paid for being a hairdresser or whatever discipline you're working in. If you're not, you gotta be thinking, well, 
how much should I be getting paid as a hairdresser? And if I were to go and work for someone else, maybe someone else within a few miles of you, how much would I be getting paid? Maybe five, six, seven, eight hundred pounds a week as a, maybe as a, as a senior hairdresser, say. And you're going to have a lot less, you know, stress, a lot less hassle. Why don't you just go and do that? If you're only going to work for peanuts and a promise of a future that you aren't going to develop and change because you're not looking at it in the right way, then just be a hairdresser or a therapist or a technician for someone else, collect the money, reduce your stress, and then you'll have kind of clarity for the work you're doing. Look, I love that you're an entrepreneur. I love that you grow in your business. There's nothing better, in my opinion, than uh, being an entrepreneur uh, in, in, in this day and age. But you've got to have that as a basic reward. You have to pay yourself for the function of being a hairdresser or, or like I said, or whatever, tech, uh, whatever um, discipline you're in. Then I want you to think about the second area. The second area is, do I do tasks and chores that are outside of the hairdressing arena. So are you getting paid, for example, for doing social media posts or for ordering stock, maybe just doing the towels or the laundry? So now we've got two different jobs. You see, the point is, in the future, you're going to have someone doing these these tasks as well, whether it's your front of house or a manager, or whether you're going to use an agent or uh, a VA, it doesn't really matter. And they aren't going to be cheap either. And they definitely, I can tell you now, they definitely aren't going to be free. The third part really to this is what profit do you want? You know, what profit do you want and deserve for yourself? Profit guys. See, Profit is for all the risk that you take. Setting up a business has risk. Working for someone else has no risk. Your staff have no risk. You're the one taking all the risk. You're also taking, you know, all the stress as well. And I'm sure you know about that. You've taken on all the responsibilities and all the pressure. You have to be rewarded for it. it profit is the reason that you started the business. Now, you might have said, no, Carl, I'm starting the business because I want more time freedom. But look, unless you generate enough money, you're not going to have any time freedom. And if you've got time freedom, well, you're not going to be going somewhere or doing anything because you won't have the money. It'll never be enough, in fact. So you have to have profit built into your plan, you see, because if you don't have profit and you just want to get paid as a hairdresser or a therapist or a technician, you were already getting that when you were working for someone else or when you was mobile or whatever your history is. So without profit, you just as well have a job. Now, it's not unusual and that, you know, for salon owners to kind of bypass this profit thing. When they use my pricing app, my pricing app actually asks you, how much profit do you want to have in a, in, in a year? And you wouldn't believe how many people find that really, really difficult. You know, is it £10,000 or €10,000 or $10,000? Or is it, you know, fifty or sixty or 70000 You have got to know how much profit you want, desire and ultimately deserve. So, we've now got to start to put all of these three things into perspective. 
So we've said we've got to pay ourselves as a as a hairdresser, if you like. We've got to pay ourselves for doing all of the other chores, and we've got to pay ourselves through the profitability of the business. And that starts with you paying yourself first. That's quite a, a challenge if you're already uh, in the middle of this kind of problem and you identify what I'm talking about today. So paying yourself is going to be the most important factor. What that means is you've got to start focusing on making money for good reason. Now, it could mean, of course, and I, and I get this, that when you start to do this, you might have to do something like reduce the hours of existing staff, or maybe you've got to let them go, or whether you do or not doesn't really matter. The point is this. Once you pay yourself, and you've got a responsibility to pay in other staff and other bills, but you are the first priority, you are going to focus and then when you put yourself first when you are getting paid in the business well then you have a real business yeah when you're getting paid you know through a generation of wealth that you have created then you have a real business now it's not part of this podcast but maybe there's another discussion to be had about how would you ever sell this business if the salon owner doesn't get paid very well. I mean, who would want to, you know, who would want to buy something like that? So there's lots of reasons and lots of motivations why you should be paying yourself both a wage for all the, the duties and chores and um, you know, generating a, a profit, which is business profit, but it's really for you. And that's really what subsidizing is all about. So you've been subsidizing the business for X, you know, X amount of weeks or months, but you need to start understanding how this works. If you're forever going to be putting money into the business, you're forever subsidizing it. It's never a true reflection of the business performance. And you know, you're, you're forever going to be paying yourself just enough. Now this is mega common. It's, it's so common. It's unbelievable. You know, in the UK alone, we have over 10,000 salons closing every year. And I'm talking about the last 20 years. So nothing to do with pandemics and Brexits and all those kinds of things. We close businesses because they're not operated very well. Now, if you look around your high street, sometimes you'll, you'll, you'll find yourself commenting on other people's salons and how successful that they look. And that's really important. When we compare ourselves to other salons and other businesses, we look around and we say, oh my God, they are, they're so busy or they, are, um, they look so amazing or they just won an award or something like that. The chances are, I mean, a really high chance that the owners themselves are subsidizing the business. Maybe they're doing 40 hours a week for almost free or 80 hours a week for very little money or nothing at all. So, you know, don't be fooled into thinking that it's just you. This is super common. It's just not acceptable. So, you know, once we've got an understanding of the, the subsidizing uh, concept, you can then look a little bit further into your business. It's just a side note for today, guys. But what you start doing then is you start, you know, to subsidize the business. And that usually is reflected in your pricing. You know, again, uh, the pricing app will show you this straight away. It's reflected in your pricing. And in your mind, you know, you think, well, that's okay. I don't mind taking a little bit less. 
if I can keep the prices down because that keeps the clients coming back again. I understand the concept, but what you're doing is you're saying, like, I've got to keep these clients. So we'll keep the prices down and I'll do that by keeping my wages low or none at all. I mean, that's the problem overall with the industry when we keep staff wages low so that we can keep prices low. What we're doing is we are putting the client first. And you say, Carl, well, you know, you're a business course. Shouldn't we be putting the client first? And I'd say absolutely not. You have a responsibility to put you and your family ahead of the client and their family. It can't be right, can it? It can't be right that the client and their family benefit at the cost of you and your family. In fact, at the cost of you, your family and your staff. We've got to get this, this process, we've got to get this logic in order. Subsidizing the business is damaging the business long term. You're never going to, you know, you're never going to reach your potential, that's for sure. Maybe you've listened to all this and thought, God, I identify with that. I don't take much money out. I subsidize my prices. I subsidize my clients rather with my prices. You know, I don't get paid often enough. I don't go on holiday. My my partner is annoyed with me or frustrated. Any of those things. If you don't know where to start, reach out to me, guys. Yeah, just drop me a line at info at salon-health.co.uk or catch me on any of my Facebook groups or Instagram. You, you'll find me everywhere. You've got to solve this problem. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening to the Salon Help Good To Go podcast. Take a look at the show notes and find useful links to the pricing app and other things. Please leave a review and share this with other salon-owned spa owners who are looking to grow. I'll catch you on the next episode.